Hola mi gente, welcome back to episode 2 of season 2 of Real Talk. I'm Marina and I'm your host. Um, so first off, I want to say happy Black History Month y'all, in case you forgot. Happy Black History Month, Feliz Dia de Historia Negra. Uh, for those that you speak Spanish, we'll say I do apologize for those that do speak uh, do speak Spanish. De verdad, disculpo, yo quiero hablar más en español. Es que eh, la mayoría de personas que ven estos videos solo ven en inglés, pues disculpa. Te lo juro que voy a hacer más videos en español. Hasta siendo de Fred Talk, pues quizás en el video. Partake. This Black History Month, um, quite honestly, expect the usual shenanigans of, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> especially from our less melanated uh, brothers and sisters. I hate that I have to say that, um, but unfortunately, that's there's always always happen. Something always happen. Um, so as as always, um, I feel like I don't say this enough in the beginnings of these episodes. But I do want to uh, say specifically that there are trigger warnings to these episodes, as in, you know, we, I will be discussing all different types of isms, so racism, fatphobia, colorism, <laughs> colorist, um, all the isms, um, unfortunately. And I will have timestamps time um, in the description so that if you do want to like uh, skip the more heavier parts, um, you can do that. So. I want to do like the first part kind of less heavy and then the, the rest of the video or excuse me the rest of the episode will be um more uh serious so i have my laptop in front of me because i have like a whole strict script and like stuff that i actually want to talk about so um for those that are listening or th those that are viewing in the video version that's why i'll be looking down so on twitter <laughs> honestly whenever a sentence starts with on Twitter <laughs> uh, you can expect you know the the crazy uh, stuff so I'm not sure if you're aware but there was a tweet going around and I'll have it there on the side for you to see the tweet going around um, basically like celebrating um, like black Lolitas but then of course um, there are people that were misconstruing the word black Lolita like basically how they're they're saying how the word like black lolita just sounds ridiculous because the word lolita unfortunately has you know um yeah <laughs> a lot of people don't realize yeah a lot of people know a lot of people if you've been in the fashion long enough you'll see that every single so often um in the any given year you'll see people talk about like oh my god I just discovered the word Lolita means this and that, and then there's people that were that call themselves Lolitas. Ew, that's gross. Da da da. But we, for those that are a, um, you know, part of the fashion, we know this is unfortunately part of like what's gonna happen. So, literally, this happened on the second day of Black History Month. Um, obviously, talk shit to talk, people talking shit about Black Lolitas. Um, the reason why I saw it is because a mutual. I was just on Twitter one day and the mutual just like retweeted it and um, it was of a big like account that was like 
you know, like trying to shut down that like troll tweet tweeter or whatever, basically indicating what the word Lolita means. And so, you know, people aren't going to listen. If they don't want to hear, they're not going to listen. So honestly, that's great that that big account like tried to like defend us. But like, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, that just brings sometimes more unwanting attention. So I honestly thought that was interesting. Um, I really liked that there was like a lot of Lolitas like, you know, retweeting with their cords. Like a lot of black Lolitas, like black people were retweeting um, with them wearing a Lolita. So I thought that was really nice. And quite honestly, if you don't know what the word Lolita means or, you know, if you're one of those people that are still convinced Lolita means something else, please watch Lovely Lord's video. Um, she did a phenomenal job like making a short video specifically explaining what the word Lolita is and where it comes from and then if you want to relate it to the book she talks about that too and I'm not going to do that for you because there's plenty of resources that goes over the word Lolita and even for newbies and for veterans and all that honestly it was just like unfortunate because like you know like what would it then? <laughs> whatsoever and we'll just say these mean things about the word alita without knowing anything at all like what it means so it's just like it's so annoying to have to see it very often um that's like part of the reason why i don't really scroll on twitter because unfortunately twitter is a uh, it's not doing the best right now it's kind of accessible of a lot of all the bad stuff <laughs> to these people because for the most part most people aren't wearing the fashion to prove people otherwise um like we don't have to prove like what lolita is we we dress in it we interact with our own communities we all know what it is like to those that you know are like newer in this community are and are trying to like prove like people that um you know lolita is this not that unfortunately it comes with time um you know, if you're like a newer person wearing Lolita and let's say if it's like your family members and they're like apprehensive about that, you know, just unfortunately we have to take it. But then also we have to recognize that like people's mindsets won't change and we can't change people's mindsets um, if they're very adamant about that. So unfortunately, that's just a very nuanced situation. And then it just depends on who's like, um, you know, it just depends on the situation, unfortunately. So into more positive news. Um, a fellow Black Lolita, speaking of Black Lolitas, a fellow Lolita, she uh, started a new, co uh, new podcast called uh, So It's by Callista, aka a Magical Girl Me. Honestly, like if you're like newer or like even if you are like a veteran or whatever Lolita um, getting a different perspective from someone else is always like um, great uh, just so like for one you can explore like your style and then even like maybe get like new inspiration for your coordinates so I wanted to highlight that because honestly like <laughs> I do appreciate that people love this podcast um, I don't want to be like just like I don't want to be like 
just the Lolita podcast. Like, I kind of want to be like more J fashion. Obviously, it's going to be more heavily emphasized on Lolita fashion just because that's the primary community I'm in. But of course, like, other J fashions are welcome on this, like, podcast. So, like, if any, like, um, people that wear different fashions are interested in, like, discussing with me about their fashion, that's totally, like, yeah <laughs> i totally welcome it honestly another thing that happened um <laughs> in the whole little world is that mto for milky planet um a lot of people were going crazy quite honestly it's a really cute print but i guess it doesn't speak to me because i didn't like you know try to like get anything um and maybe i'm not as sweet as i dress <laughs> but quite honestly it was so it was so interesting um like i personally never um I don't, I've never worn um, that dress, so I can't really say like anything about it. I think it's a really cute print, um, and I honestly look forward to seeing more people wear Milky Planet, uh, and this just makes me more hopeful for like re-releases of other prints, like aka Milky Chan, so I hope Milky Chan, the fawn, gets a re-release. That one I would go bonkers for, and probably make myself go into debt, <laughs> because I just love Milky Chan. I love deer like um, motifs in general. Um, specifically, I just like how Milky Chan is like designed and everything. Um, it's just so cute. So I definitely hope for a Milky Chan re-release. Maybe an MTL. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? It just gives us more hope for older um, prints that you know we cherish so much. So I want to do a new segment on Frill Talk. Um, essentially, I want to show like. TikToks, reels, posts, etc. Um, to kind of like highlight the community. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a a post like just showing community. Just like you know, people who are in the Lolita community. Um, just like highlight people. Kind of like I have a TikTok or a reel of the week or of the episode or whatever. Um, and so, if uh, if you want to, uh, you know, like submit like your post or whatever. Um, I'm gonna start using the hashtag uh, uh, frilltalk.com, so C-O-M-M, um, and if you use that hashtag, I would, want, I would love to see, like, it could be your coordinates, your funny uh, reels, TikToks of you and your community. Um, I just want this to be, like, a more community-based, like, based, like uh, um, podcast to, like, just highlight and showcase it. Um, so I just figured, like, in order, this just would be a way for me to kind of make that happen um so yeah i mean i i'll like look into it i'll like look in the hashtag um if people do post in it that's completely fine um so yeah i hope you would use uh so hashtag frilltalk.com um to showcase yourselves and your community so i don't want to put myself out there but i'm gonna um so i do have an affiliate code uh so 42 lolita com um, is a um, essentially a shopping service so it's run by the 42 uh, Taobao um, shopping service so they have a website similar to like how devil is fireworks so they essentially like sell um, Lolita brand or Chinese Lolita brands um, that would be might be difficult to achieve to get if you just if you don't like use a shopping service so they make it easier for you to shop Chinese indie brands um, so you can go on their website and then order, um, you know, dresses, blouses, skirts, petticoats, shoes, etc. And if you use the code MarinaK underscore, all one word, you can get 5% uh, off 
your order um, and support me. <laughs> I personally haven't shopped on 42lolita.com, um, but I have friends who use the shopping agent and they're like, they basically run like by the same people. And I've heard lots of good stuff. I personally use a different shopping service uh, just cause it's easier, it's easier for me. Um, but I've heard only good stuff about 42, um, the shopping service. So I highly recommend you check that out. And if you do feel free to use, uh, either go to the link 42lolita.com slash Marina K underscore, or just use the code Marina K underscore. <laughs> so gonna switch gears here a bit and talk a little bit more seriously. So I watched Lovey Lore's, um, video on uh why lolitas are so mean and honestly it resonated a lot with um why i made this podcast uh so it just like makes me think back to the summer of 2020 when everyone was putting you know hashtag blm and um you know all that stuff to show their allyship um like everyone, their moms were like using those hashtags or similar hashtags, whether for, you know, to show allyship or, you know, for, for clout or whatever, you know, or fake allyship as well. Um, there were definitely plenty of Lolitas who were fake allies, um, or at least like only mentioned like anything remotely about BLM, like once, like during that summer. And then kind of never said anything ever again like so with allyship it's a it's a lifelong thing like it's not like you post a black square and that's it <laughs> like a lot of a lot there was just so much hype like you know all those lists of like black owned businesses were going around um or black owned creators were going around and everyone was making those lists and now i have nothing against that because obviously that's a way to highlight and show different creators and shops and designers etc um but like that was it <laughs> the actual movement is still ongoing um so while physical events for j fashion um right now is pretty limited especially with this you know with this pandemic and the uncertainties that bring with it and you know i totally understand like why some events um aren't doing one this year or kind of like been pretty vague of like dates or whatever um i still wish that we as a community just like do things to show that you know lolita is welcoming for absolutely everyone regardless of kinship skin race religion etc um i just feel like there's there's something that could be more done at physical events and and again this is like so this is kind of like me beating a dead horse um but i just remember so one of one of the cons that i'll never forget it was probably like my first time going to ruffle con um in connecticut and i remember there was just like so many like brown and black lolitas there um and it was like one of the best like experiences i've ever had um as someone that was pretty new to the fashion and like seeing like oh my god there's a community of us because when i first started there wasn't there was like one black lolita that like basically like inspired me um it was like someone that i i saw like at anime convention so it wasn't like 
like on social media or anything I saw them it was literally like an anime convention and I saw her and then um that kind of like you know next step to go into this fashion so but I remember at RuffleCon that year I think it was like 20 2015 I don't remember honestly it was like around that time maybe 2015 2016 around there I think 2016 uh but there was just a lot of like black oriented panels at RuffleCon and I feel like I haven't seen that since and I wonder why so I don't know I feel like maybe um you know it's obviously easier said than done and I completely um understand that as someone that has like helped out run events and you know have gone to cons and volunteered um two different cons not just uh, j fashion but like i've helped out in a few um anime conventions so i understand you know the planning can be kind of you know but it's just i just feel like there's just something missing at anime at uh, j fashion convention and lila conventions that i hope to see more um in the future i feel like maybe we're not having like a lot of community panels maybe because we're still afraid to address things within the community that are actively always happening um even as we speak in terms of that the fashion is it can be the most welcoming but it can also be not the most welcoming like even when i see like you know if i'm scrolling on instagram or something and looking at like different lolita like communities um, obviously, this would depend on the city and um, the city, country, etc. Um, I still feel like I don't see that many Black Holitas like that go to like community meets. Um, I can only speak for my own experience because I know like m my previous con, like there was a lot of shit happened, and basically like most of the the, the brown and the, basically the POC um, Holitas like didn't really want to have anything to do with the main com and while you know um that was over a year ago now that's still something that you know happens and can deter people from joining like local communities or you know reaching out to a lita that they maybe have followed for a long time and they realize oh they live in my city um but they don't see they don't see them being welcoming um possibly now this doesn't mean that everyone has to go to meets and i'm not saying every black lolita should attend their local comms or any lolita should attend their local comms it's just because you know if you're not comfortable yet or if you're not physically able to like distance or any sort of obstacles or anything then you know that makes sense but like the only time that i felt um that i was surrounded by a welcoming community i guess to say was when i was at the blc retreat in um new orleans uh now this isn't me saying like i only want to be around black holidays like i don't that's not true at all but you know like there's just a there's just a different experience for myself and then someone that would um identify as like a white woman for example like a white straight woman um so i wouldn't be able to relate in a lot of in quite a many life experiences as someone who's for example of immigrant parents um and firstborn first gen american like i wouldn't be able to um, relate to a lot of life experiences to them 
I just wish more black leaders show up. That's honestly what I'm wishing for. And I love that they that we do have like the hashtag like the 28 days of like black J fashion, etc. I love seeing those tags. Like I love seeing those hashtags. I love just going through them because it's like, oh my god, there's so many. I love it. Um, and I love that you know social media has helped with that. But I feel like like a physical, physically like. You know, like, this is just me speaking. This is just me, how I feel. I like to interact with people in person. I'm not, like, I wouldn't say I'm the most social or the most, like, active on social media. I don't think I am. And I think that's because, like, I prefer, like, physical meeting of people, interacting with people, having fun with people. Um, like, I remember the, the last Lita, like, in Paradiso, I had such, such a fun time. Like, it's, it was just great. And I honestly, I hope that there's going to be more Lolita events. Um, maybe not this year, but maybe in the coming years. So long as it's safe to do so. So, relating back to Laura's video, I really hope people reflect. <laughs> that was, like, the biggest thing that I, t that was, like, my, one of my biggest takeaways from um, watching her, uh, our video was that people need to reflect. There was so many things there that like, it just made me think back to summer of 2020, like when all the, the protests and all the people were like actively going to protest and actively using the hashtags. I just hope people reflect on their time or what they did and what they can do to do better. And like, and then relating this to like physical events, I feel like we should do more um, community events or community panels that like, I don't know that like addresses like these things and like gives people an open and safe space to do so and you know of course i love going to fun panels like amv videos or whatever like if i were to go to the anime convention and you know playing around and that's great of course that's obviously needed and that's why we go to cons and generally to have fun with other people um but we should try to have more serious panels i feel and um of course this would only be you know obviously if um, this is just a suggestion as someone that is willing to do this. Don't do this if you're not in the best headspace, like obviously. Uh, so that's as long as you're in a good headspace, I just feel like we should do more, not necessarily activism, I guess you can call it that way, but I just feel like there isn't substance in our community. Like while I feel, you know, obviously we dress for this fashion, um, but, but honestly there's so much of this fashion that's like inherently, there's just so much with layers and unfortunately i just feel like and while people can just wear this fashion for you know for the fun of it for the frills that's completely fine i'm not trying to um you know talk negative on that i just think like as people because our fashion stands out obviously i just think to some degree we should recognize those that came before us um and the history the rich history of this fashion like there's so much and then there's so much that is currently going on that people just ignore <laughs> like for example like we could talk about like sizing and specifically like japanese um brands like ap for example does no great size no size inclusive it's exclusive the size is exclusive for ap for example and that bothers me because i love ap i love some of their i love many of their prints um and then you know we have based meta who basically have opened more opportunities for Lolitas who are, let's say, like uh, uh, bigger chested or just, you know, plus size. Like they have actual plus size dresses and um, accessories and blouses and such. So it's like, I don't, and then, you know, we have the whole um, Chinese brands that do custom sizes and we have 
uh, brand in Vietnam, glitter chair. They do custom and plus sizing too. So it's like there's so many Asian countries that like do custom and plus sizing. Why is it that you know the more longer established brands, I guess, like specifically like Baby and AP, why do they continue to do the same thing? Like even Leaf, they're not ex their their size is based. It's not tiny. It's not size exclusive like AP. Like they do have pieces that are definitely not as plus friendly or um, middle body friendly. So Leaf, for example, they have dresses and pieces that are definitely plus size. Like I have a piece that can stretch even more. And so it's like it's it's just I just find it so ridiculous that like we still we still are not seeing any difference. And <laughs> I feel like most AP dresses don't even reach like 110 centimeters. I, it's just like at a point where you have to like they don't care. <laughs> It's like maybe I have like a couple of dresses. Like I haven't bought AP dresses since well over a year. Um, and if I do, it's because I'm hoping that I fit in it. Like I have a few AP dresses that I have had altered because, you know, I really enjoy the print um, and I was already prepared to alter it. And I did and it fits me great and I will never, and even if I do decide, decide to sell it, it adds more value and then there's just so many layers that like I just wish that we don't talk about enough, you know, and we have American brands, US based brands that make custom and uh, plus sizes as well. And that's amazing. <laughs> that's honestly, I just find that so amazing that we have all these like available like sizes, not just plus sizes, but also petite because, you know, smaller people also have, you know, issues finding clothes if they're smaller than like the average, whatever small is. And and I just love that and I just feel like we don't talk about it enough like humbly they they do a phenomenal phenomenal job um with the sizing as well so frustrating <laughs> so um this sort of leads to my next point um so on twitter there was a discourse I guess like Japanese twitter in particular there was a discourse of um so baby had like their fashion show baby and Allison and privates had their fashion show um in february in early february and there was uh people complaining of the models um mainly because there was like a, there was non-lolitas modeling um but me personally <laughs> when i find the issue so the lineup for the models um so i can the link is right there um, or these are the, like the different models that they had don't get me wrong they're all beautiful people um and obviously they know what they're doing their models and some of them are non um, lolita models apparently and so there was like some discourse there was people indicating that they were tired of seeing the same lolitas and then there was people saying that you know like this, it doesn't feel good to have non lolitas modeling in a lolita um brand like spring collection show um, which I can see both sides, but like, it's like stuff like this. It's like, is it really that big of a deal? <laughs> like, like I understand why we gatekeep, but you know, like for example, like Misako, if I remember correctly, uh, she wasn't Alila when she first modeled for Kara. Like she got into Alila after she started modeling. Um, so it's like, you know, like there's like people that like, they never heard of Lolita and they've never worn these clothes and then are interested in Lolita. But then obviously the other side or one of the sides of it are people, um, it gets more exposure to people who do not understand the fashion at all or do not want to understand the fashion at all and only want to judge. Um, which goes back to my first uh, 
the very first thing that I said of people um, thinking Lolita is something else. Just watch Laura's video. Just I started. I started getting this. Just just watch Laura's video. Like I understand. Like I feel like to some degree, yes, we have to gatekeep because we don't want p-word people and f-word peoples to be in this fashion. And I totally understand, especially since, like you know, admittedly, it is a predominantly female presenting wearing fashion. Like most people who wear it, they would They do look female or women to the regular eye. Um, so we do have to recognize that, um, that that is how we will portray to other people, even if that is not what we want to portray or wanting to portray. Because unfortunately, you know, people associate dresses with just women or female gender. But as we know, clothes are not gendered, uh, or rather it shouldn't be. So because there are plenty of male lolitas or brolitas, I think is the other word that they, that they use. Um, yeah, that used for um, men or uh, male identifying people who wear Lolita. I understand like why, um, I think some of them were like TikTok influencers or some sort of influencers. So they weren't like model models, or maybe they were. They probably were, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember right now. Um, but there was lots of talks of that. And I just thought that was interesting because it's like, they all look one aesthetic. Like they all fit one aesthetic kind of category. Very thin, only, very white <laughs> or pale i guess and it's like so obviously you recognize there are these issues but then people still choose to ignore other issues such as why couldn't have there been brown people you know like if we're talking about baby it's a very well-known lolita brand it's just unfortunate that you know we don't we only ever talk about one thing I feel like when we talk about Lolita, we only talk about, oh, this these people shouldn't be in this fashion. They don't know about Lolita. What about the people that are already in the fashion and are being told that same thing? I just feel we don't talk about that enough. Or I, I personally do not see that conversation pop up enough. And it's just like, why don't we recognize this? Like, I, yes, I agree that there, you know, some of the points that they make about that. Yes, I agree that, you know, it does potentially showcase it to a crowd that may not ever want to be wear Lolita or will ever understand Lolita or want to understand Lolita, which would probably and intentionally want to cause problems. Um, as in, you know, spew spewing misinformation, saying false things, trolling, etc. If you recognize that's an issue, why don't you recognize other issues? I just, and there's like, and I, I just, like me personally, like there's not, so to me, someone who is considered an influencer is someone who holds influence or has the ability to influence people. And while a lot of the Lolita influencers are definitely, they fit one aesthetic, they wear pink and white and mostly skinny. And that's an, that's an unfortunate truth right now. There's not many, there are, they are, I'm not saying that there aren't, but the amount of white influencers there are that wear Lolita versus how many um, people who wear uh, fashion who are black it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, eh, <laughs> you know? And unfortunately, like I see so many like Lolitas that their content is great, but like, again, like this, this whole thing just goes back to just anti-blackness and, you know, and it's just, it's just tiring. It's tiring. So I just really hope that as a community, we, you know, continue to have these conversations, you know, having discourse of plenty of things, but I just feel like there's just, 
better stuff to think about than Nonalita's modeling at a fashion show. That's just honestly my opinion. That's really all I wanted to talk about today. I just really thought this was interesting. Um, there was just a lot of interesting stuff that popped up on Twitter. Yeah, so I wanna thank you for watching. Um, so let me know how you feel or if you were a part of any of the discourse. So I hope you like this episode. Um, I'm trying something a little bit different. So if you like this format, let me know. Um, and let me know how you feel about some of this discourse. I just feel there's, there just isn't a lot of media for us to consume to really talk about this. You know, I'm hoping to be one of those outlets. So yeah, so thank you for watching episode two of season two of Real Talk. This has been Marina and I will see you in the next one.